was waiting for you to take another chip bite. I finished my chips. I'm a professional. No. Oh. Yeah, I can still hear you crunching. That's not true. No, I put a cap. I really am done with my chips. Oh, okay. Well, in that case, you want to you wanna do the intro or am I going to do the intro? Sure, I'll do the intro. You Here we do, go. You want to do the call and response intro? Uh, What is that? Just do the intro. Okay. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Soul of a Truck, a podcast about the band The Killers. My name is Michael Nance, and I'm here with the master of killer's lore himself, Spencer Polio. Okay, let's let's back that up. Let's back up for a second. Okay. I, am, I am not anything resembling a master of killer's lore. I feel like I feel like I am being misrepresented uh, in some way. I mean, that was a hiccup. I'm leaving all this in, by the way. Yeah, I know. That's I just drank my soda too fast, guys. I know I'm not like like, I'm not like cartoon drunk from the 1930s. Like like every moment of this is getting recorded for posterity for all time. Well, that's good. I'm glad because this is going to be a great episode. Everybody buckle up because who have you got a great one for you? The number one. I don't know. We haven't recorded it yet, but I hope to make this the number one episode of all time. That's not. Yeah, no. I think my bit this week is I'm just a I'm just just going to play the improv game of no and uh which is exactly how you're not supposed to do improv. That's right. It's yes and. It's yes and. Yes. But so someone posted about us on the Reddit. Really? Yeah, and there are responses and uh, apparently Larky uh, 18 uh, is someone who I believe we, okay. According to this thread, according to the Quolf, by the way, I'm going to shout out everyone who posted in this thread. So, uh, you know, buckle up kids, but according Yay. to the Quolf, uh, we mentioned Larky 18 in the prize fighter episode. Now, Larky 18, I want to make it clear that I don't remember how I mentioned you. I remember mentioning you cause I made a joke about, People with the e name e sound at the end of their names, and uh, but if I said anything mean about you, I didn't mean it. Yeah, it's just part of the pod. Spencer's mean to every. I mean, in the first three minutes of this pod, he's already been mean to the pod itself. So yeah, like I don't know why. I mean, I'm the one who edits it, so it's like, do you ever watch uh, what's that show with that guy? Oh yeah, you know that one. Yeah, the one who the dude who he destroys his desk every week and stoners. Uh, Eric Andre. Yeah, that Eric guy. Andre show. Yeah, the Eric Andre show. I'm like the editor on Eric Andre. Because even if even if some crazy shit happens and it's really funny, and even if some people are in on the joke, the final say on how that show goes is the editor. Which That's means true. the the true hero of the Eric Andre show is the guy who edits it. Are you just patting your own back right now with this extended metaphor? Yeah. I'm the jerk, remember? I'm supposed to be the mean one. Oh, that's right. If I'm not We're self-aggrandizing, so what's even the point? That's, I mean, you got me there. Exactly. But uh, uh, so the diabetic tree lives wanted uh, to know if 
we shout out anybody. So uh, we do. No, we don't. We're never going to shout you out. Diabetic tree lives. Oh, that's right. We're doing the no and episode. This is going to be tough for me. No, it's just me. You can be super nice. You need to you need to be the yang to my yin or whatever. Oh, I'm definitely. Yeah, I'm definitely going to be nice. I have to. You have to be the sweet boy to my less sweet boy. You know, you'll say something that's just horribly unfunny and then say, oh, this is the worst episode of the pod we've ever done. Exactly. I mean, (laughs) now something else to note before we go into the episode proper is uh this is the future we are now in the future we're living in the future are you excited to live in the future michael i love it yeah i so, can't wait to see the killers live in the future so let's let's talk about context here uh i am going on vacation uh from the 27th or from the 17th of february to the 27th of february and so we are currently um basically like streamlining the production of these episodes. So episodes 47, 48 and 49 are all getting recorded basically in the same week. Uh, so if, if you're wondering why we're bringing up, so we're going to bring up uh, current events that have happened recently, but we're just making them up. And if we're right, it's all a coincidence. Like what happened last week, Michael, between the, uh, the, the, of 15th and today the 22nd um i can't believe that they outlawed butter i know it's so frustrating what am i supposed to put on my toast they say that jam and jelly will do just fine and you should stop being a little bitch that was actually the official release from the white house yeah no i saw it i i read it i was very upset um yeah i don't know how you read it when here in the future, you're blind. I well, I had the audio news version of it. Uh, that makes sense. Okay, good. Yeah. Good to see you're still getting your news some way. Yeah, no, it's important. And um, yeah, Sweden left the EU. That was really weird. Yeah. Yeah. I can't believe it. And uh, Half-Life 3 came out. They just surprise dropped it two days ago. Yeah, it, it's really good. Have you gotten to play it yet? I have not. Um. I gave up computer games. Oh, well, I'm blind, so I can't play it either. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. So stupid. Well, future Mike and Spence, we we've made a real mess of things. (laughs) Yeah, apparently, apparently this is all our fault. Sorry, everybody. Yeah. Sorry, everyone. So sorry. Yeah. So sorry. What are we? I thought I was supposed to be the one with the Canadian thing that I do. And that was just a one off. I'm not I'm not making it a thing for me. I'm not trying to also be Canadian. Oh, okay. Well, um, well, the good news is, um, in spite of my blindness, I am still working at uh, a toy store, which I will not name because I don't I know how creepy people are. Uh, But I still I work at a toy store. And uh, I have a cool story for you, Michael. This is a really important story. And then we'll get into the pod, I promise. Can't wait. But anyway, let's hear it. I feel like I've built this up too much with you, Michael. Well, we'll just see what happens. So anyway. So. I work at a toy store and I had to deal with some defective toys today, which kind of sucked. Okay. Um. 
And so someone brought me back one of those like spring powered robots, you know, those with a little turnkey. Yes. Yeah. And, um, and so, oh my God, I, I, I'll be right back. I need to go tell my roommate I'm recording the podcast. I need to shut up. Excuse me. Wow. That was some loud laughing. So he's watching the film Get Hard starring Will Ferrell. And that's making him laugh like that. Apparently. Oh my God. That is incredible. Should I leave all this in? I mean, you, you're the one who gets to listen to it later. You tell me if it's good or not. If you like it. I, yeah. I tried to glamp, but then I heard you shouting at your roommate. I just wanted and to I was like, like, bro, nothing oh is that funny. Right. Nothing. I've never laughed at a movie that hard when I was alone. Okay. Anyway. Um, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Hold on. When you're alone, do you just sit there stone stock silent? Just, you know, like sometimes I laugh. Sometimes I just smirk or blow air through my nose. But do you do, you do the do you do like the sensible chuckle? Yeah, definitely. I'm sensible chuckle lifetime subscriber. Yeah, see, I shouldn't have we shouldn't have had this conversation because now I got to keep this all in. <laughs> uh, we'll see. You could edit it and it could be really hackneyed and we'll see how that goes, too. Yeah, we'll but, see. Uh, goes. You were telling us a story about toys and this robot with a. Yeah, a one, of them, one of them spring powered robots. Yeah. OK, yeah, go ahead. So they were like, this thing's broken. And I'm like, OK, well, let me test it. So I've got, you know, the, you use little keys to, you know, kind of wind them up. Okay. And so, you know, I, I put the key in and I was like, because a lot of times when people say things are broken, it's not broken. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so I put the key in. I turn it once. I turn it twice. I turn it three times. And as soon as I turn it the fourth time, it works. And I went up uh-huh. to the front and I was just like, it works just fine. You just got to give it four wines. Wow. That's all I can say there. You hyped that pun up so much. And then as soon as you said something about the robots with the spring powered robots, I was like, oh, it's going to be four wines. You know, here we go. I don't know why you expected it to not be predictable. Like, come on. I, you know, sometimes it's not. Sometimes I'm like, where is Spencer going to go with this? You know what I mean? Like, how are you going to make a pun out of this? Because some of them have been such a stretch. It's like, wow, he's really going for this. I mean, yeah, it's like half the fun. Well, how do you feel about the song Four Wins by the Killers, you know, as done by the Killers, since this is a cover? Um, the cover is incredible. The original song is better. And I love it. I love everything about this. This is so good. This is such a for starters. Oh, it's so refreshing after last week. <laughs> it really is. Holy it is so nice Jesus. to do this after having to do Who Let You Go. Oh, God. I mean, this is like a complete evolution of kill. You're dealing with a completely different killers here because day and age was the best know, era I, of killers. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a great killers era. It's peak killers. And yeah. uh, this is a great cover. Uh, I really enjoy it. Uh, like you said, uh, I, the, the original is really good. Now, what's interesting, you said you like the the original better. I do. Um, 
I think I think it works better as like a kind of folksy. I do too. Country song, I guess. And I agree because it's kind of dark and like the dancey vibe the killers give to it. um, It doesn't take away from the, the lyricism, but it definitely doesn't have the same impact. So I think the thing that kills me about this song or the killer's version of it kills me. I'll be over here. The thing that gets me about the killer's version of this song is. Okay, so. Wow. No, 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 Expert no. Expert analysis. I was going to say something, and then you, <laughs> you pissed in my Wheaties. <laughs> so here's the thing about that. And so. But anyway. That's are, that's what are I you done? Hearing. Are you yeah, done? I'm done? Okay, I'm done. Give me your analysis. <laughs> okay, so so the main kind of riff of the killer's version of the song is mm-hmm. not the same as like the main riff of the original. And normally it's like whatever, it's a cover, except this is one of those songs, and this is my favorite genre of song. And I don't talk about this ever, but it's a song where the chorus is an instrumental. And everything is kind of building to that kind of instrumental. It's like how, like in Baker Street, you get that like horn Wow! Did you have? Did you have a? Did you have a tenor saxophone in your room? It was so lifelike and real. That was it. That was actually Peanut that did that. I. I know. She she heard Baker Street. It's her favorite song. Yeah. I mean, everyone likes or or tighten up by the Black Keys. Yeah, that's another one that has uh, the chorus. We've talked about this before because yeah. I think we've done another killer song. I don't know. I can't remember if it was a cover or which song it was, but it was uh, we were talking about co- other songs that have the chorus being an instrumental. Yeah. And but here's the thing. I feel like, OK, so. I'm not really sure if this song fully qualifies and we'll get into that with the lyrics mostly. But do you feel like the there's a lyric where it's like. um, uh, When great Satan's gone, the son of Babylon or the whore of Babylon, uh, blah, blah, blah. Is that part of bridge or is that the chorus? Because it changes at the end of each verse. Yeah, that could that could be, you know, like what's in place of a chorus. Yeah. But I think of that as a bridge and the chorus is, uh, da, 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 or in the killer's version, it's bum, ba, dum, ba, dum, bum, you know, which is crazy. <laughs> and could you, it's so big, right? It is. It is very big. It, it has heft. It's, 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 it's so fucking like, I feel like the word like wet is the right word. I don't know how to describe like big, Wet, huh? big, bassy bombasticness. Good alliteration <laughs> there, by the way, big, bassy bombasticness. Shut up, man. I'm trying to, uh, I'm trying to, I'm trying to be in character for the Reddit. <laughs> I, you know, I like it. Cause I hope that, uh, I like your idea big, bassy bombasticness, because I'm going to start calling you that as your, uh, Rastafari nickname. For when uh, inevitably you install white guy dreads. I'm 
wait, install. Yeah, I mean, you're not going to grow them, Spencer. Do I like shove a disc up my ass and then click? Yeah, the that's, that's what it is. It's, Double it's a suppository. It's a suppository. Kinky. And then you have dreads. Uh, you could probably use that, you know, since you're bald. I, I mean, if that's the way it works, I don't know if is hair worth it, because I, can, I can't imagine it's going to be a comfortable ordeal. But well, I've been living even, without hair for a while, so. Been, I've been. I could have got. I could have taken that a way fucking. I could have taken that somewhere, and I don't know if we should even start with that. Spencer, are you horny? I'm always horny. Yeah, that's true. What did we say? You're like a perma coomer. Yeah, like cooming twenty four seven. Like what the hell? <laughs> that's what it says on Spencer's Zanga page. Cooming twenty four seven. Like what the hell? Basically. So anyway, but but so you like the song, which version and you prefer the Bright Eyes version? I, I like the Bright Eyes version just because the like the jaunty, folksy. I mean, it sounds very much like a Bright Eyes song as well. I don't know what I mean. I OK, so let's let's talk about that. I listened to the entire album this was on. I don't get it. What do you mean? Like, I don't get it. You ever listen to a band and you're just like. I kind of understand what they're going for, like with their sound, but like, it's not for me. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's like that. Like, I don't get it. You know, I and the thing is, like, I'm not it's not because it's just really sad because all the songs are just like. Like, just bummersville. And I love the singer's voice. Uh, Shorty McGooberson. Shorty McGooberson. That's his name, right? That's him. You nailed it. Um, <laughs> Shorty McGooberson. What's his fucking name? Let me look. That it up. sounds like a guy who like was like a professional marble player in like the 1910s. Wait, you don't. Uh, Connor Oberst is his name. Yes, Connor Oberst, who is also in Monsters of Folk. He's a, a very famous figure in music. I've never heard of it. Spencer, <laughs> but buckle all, up, buddy. But, but it's already established that I don't listen to music, so I don't know why you're surprised by this, I guess, is what I'm trying Sp- to say. <laughs> That's true. It, it's not like we expect you to be the musical expert. You're just yeah. the killer's expert. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. Did you just did you introduce me like that? Yes, and, I did. It's like, yeah, you did. OK, well, there you go. So, so yeah, it's it's a good song, but the original's better. Cool. Let's see what Reddit has to say about it. Let's uh, see. So, so first thread, uh, titled Four Wins. I can't get enough of this cover. Posted by user Loser on Rye. You ever had a Loser on Rye? It's my favorite thing to get when I'm in New York City. Uh, yeah, that's um. Explain to me what a Loser on Rye is again. It's uh, it's corned beef. Uh, and then veal. Whoa. On rye bread with mustard. Whoa. And the reason it's called a loser is because can you imagine being a veal and like having like a, a worse lot in life than being a veal? Like that is the fucking worst place to be. Like, emo- <laughs> like, like as a living being. Yeah. That's very true. Like, like at least when you're like a, like a, 
like a meat cow at like a, a good farm that isn't, you know, a factory farm. At least you you just have that one bad day. But like if you're a veal, like your whole life is just you're you're like that. You're like the fucking dude in the fucking in the cave. Is that is that Aristotle? Who's the dude who talks Plato about Plato? Right. You're the Plato's cave guy, you know, only you're a cow. And then at the end, they eat you. So that's wow, why it's that's called very week. dark. <laughs> I mean, it's par for the course for this week. Fuck. Yeah, I mean, it, also kind of esoteric, but yeah. uh, I appreciate that. That's the expert level analysis we expect from our resident grump, Spence. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> so according to Loser on Rye, uh, quote, the cover of Four Winds, originally by Bright Eyes, by the Killers, released as a B-side with Spaceman, is such a great cover. They really turned the song into a whole techno jam. Great choice of words. The original version by Bright Eyes is great, but man, the killers really just turned this into something on a whole other level. I wonder where they got the idea for that beat. If it was supposed to be part of some scrap track for Day and Age, or if they fully made something new for this cover. I've got the hiccups, too. They're contagious. Or if they realized how it fit the original lyrics and beat, of the bright side version. The lyrics are already so fantastic and they really fit the theme of day and age. Part of me wishes in some alternate reality, they released it with the album anyway, or did some sort of cover where bright eyes were featured linked to the song. That's a, that's a fairly, I agree with that. So before we go to controversial, yeah, I mean, I also agree with it. I, I'm not sure. I would say that they, this is probably just a song that, <laughs> Brandon and the Brandoni and the boys, or maybe just Brandone wanted to do. And uh, day and age definitely has, you know, human, for example, has another similar kind of backbeat with the techno feel. Yeah, no, I think there's a couple other tracks. Right. Yeah. I mean, they gave it that like slick hot fuss day and age style feel. Um, You just named two very, very different killers albums, but okay. There's, I mean, they're very different, but they're, uh, sonically, like if you took uh, Sam's Town and Sam's, it's Day and Age is closer to Hot Fuss than it is to Sam's Town. Do you agree? I mean, sonically speaking, I think yes. Day and Age is more Tails, and Hot Fuss is more Knuckles. Oh, the Sonic reference! Shout shout out to Troy from Up and Down and All Around. Uh, yeah, I that was entirely for you, man. We love you, Troy. Um, keep platforming, baby. I don't know why I fucking did that. But no, I see. I know what you're saying. They're definitely closer to each other than they are to like Samstown. But that's what I mean with the day and age, yeah. like the, the, t- the house beat that's going on in the background. So. But, but it definitely. It's not. It's not synthy like Hot Fuzz is synthy. No, hot definitely fuss. not. No, 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 different. It's not like synth pop. It's more like a like house. Yeah. So, the uh, t- okay. So I'm gonna read the best comment first, yeah. and then we'll sort by controversial. Uh, the best comment is from Kuzel Buddy or Cuzzle Buddy. It's K U Z L underscore Buddy. It's gotta be Kuzel. Kuzel sounds dirty though. It does. It also sounds like a sports mascot. 
Yeah, if I click Kuzo Buddy, you think I'll get it like a pop up? It'll be like, this is a not safe for work profile. You know, if you're if God is good, that's what you'll get. With I'm intimately familiar with because I'm a permacoomer. He's a permacoomer. <laughs> so anyway, Kuzel Buddy says, I absolutely adore Connor Oberst, the lead singer of Bright Eyes. Bright Eyes is possibly my next favorite band after the killers. It's hard to pick which version I like better. Well, man, that's what a track for you, Kuzel Buddy. If your favorite bands are the killers and Bright Eyes, this is like your your shit. The killers are really skilled in taking a song and adapting it to their style. I think in an alternate universe, Brandon could have been the front man for the world's best covers band, LOL. Shadowplay, for example, sounds to me so much like an original that it took me many years to learn it was actually by Joy Division first. I've had that happen to me before. Not with the killers, but... Definitely, definitely. Or I'll sing a song that I know the original and somebody will be like, well, this is a karaoke, obviously. Uh, I thought this, you know, I thought this band did it originally, you know. Like, Man Who Sold the World is originally a David Bowie song. Yeah. But a lot of people attribute that song to Nirvana. Yeah. Because they did such a great cover of it. Or uh, 1985 by Bowling for Soup is... Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) No one's heard the original of that song. Come on, dude. It's an SR-71 cover. Everybody knows that. Oh, sure, they do. Although, I think the funnier one is how everyone thinks Stacy's Mom is also a Bowling for Soup song. That is interesting. But that's the, Fountains of Wayne. To the point where Bowling for Soup covered it on an album called Songs Everyone Thinks We Wrote. Wow. Yeah. Very meta. So you any- start by controversial on this one. What oh, fuck. Get? Yeah. Hero of the pod. Machops don't Machops cry. Don't cry. There, he, there they are. Let's what they say. They have so many amazing covers. It's a disgrace that they have still failed to release an album full of their cover songs. I agree. Machops don't cry. The only ones I dislike are Hotel California and Ultraviolet. We haven't done Hotel California yet, but I. Have opinions. Don't spoil the pod. As for four wins, this is an amazing version. I tried the bright eyes one and found it zzz in comparison. Oh, that's the uh, that's the controversy in here. Con- the chops don't cry. Yeah, the synth in particular is clear classic killers. This is the synth they should be using on most songs. IMO Dan Age's bonus tracks are superior to most of the filler tracks on Dan Age. Forget about what I said being. Forget about what I said being the best song on the album, IMO. What? Oh, man, we're fighting. As we know, Dave and Brandon voted against Mark and Ronnie for humans inclusion. Sadly, they didn't manage to forget to get forget about what I said on there, too, despite also voting for its inclusion. Now, we've done forget about what I said, but I don't remember if you were there for that episode. I was there for that episode. It was one of those ones that like will forever be the 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 first word in this song is forget. And I can think about the chorus, but I can't think about anything else in regard to the song. And I remember us specifically discussing how forgettable this song was when we recorded. I I think that Ultraviolet another song that he mentioned in here is uh, it's okay uh i we, we've we, since we've covered it y'all know our opinions on it i think i liked it more than the u2 original i 
that had to have been a week where I just like barely listened to the song. There are weeks when I just like am on autopilot and I just don't give a shit about the episode. And I feel like the ultraviolet episode was one of those. Because we we listened to like the U2 covers. It was really shitty. Like, I don't remember that one very well. Very positive. I think it's just because we neither of us are super big U2 fans either. So that cover was just like, eh. Well, but, I mean, if we if we if I recall correctly, we did that episode like stuffed between two other songs that sounded like you two songs. That's right. We did. OK, so that that gave a little bit of extra oomph to our melancholy and apathy. Yeah, because we did call my name like the week before. that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Though that's about the extent of these comments here. I think we can go to the second Reddit. Thread. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Let's let's do it. OK, okay. so quote. Uh, so this is from user Kanyezi, 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 it's gotta be Kanyezi, Kanyezi. I feel like a terrible fan for just discovering this cover a couple of months ago on the backside of the Spaceman vinyl four wins. It's a YouTube link that don't work. (laughs) And then sort by controversial. Oh, no. This the job's gotta so be Spencer's. No, I jerked everything. Uh, you, are you are a terrible, a terrible fan. fan. Okay, that's gotta be me. Is that my uh, fucking? That's gotta be. Yeah, that's gotta be Spencer's throwaway. That's my throwaway. I definitely. That's made the humor that. too. I mean, they were definitely being facetious. I don't think they were being an asshole. But yeah, no, that's like I said. That's that's gotta be my fucking throwaway account. This is right in line with my theory that like the best comments also come from uh, you know just the ones that you. That come out of nowhere always come from usernames like I jerk to everything. They're either incredibly insulting and don't mean to be, or they're like really insightful. I like when so I go on a thread and it's like, I'm having problems in my marriage, and this person gives them like incredibly good advice that's like sound and reasonable, and their name is like Come Guzzling Duck, and you're like, Wow, okay, and thanks, Come Guzzling Duck, for the marriage advice. Yummy cummy 69 will <laughs> Tell you your, <laughs> tell you that your dreams and woes. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Uh, Thanks, I jerked everything for. Well done, bringing us joy. I wish, I wish you best of luck on your. You're probably shadow banned. Don't kid yourself. The the next comment from controversial. The next thread starter is by the the underscore rival. I discovered this song the week of the Boston Marathon bombings. Now it always reminds me of it. That whole week, including the manhunt and everything. Well, that sucks. I'm sorry, Rival. Wow. That's dark. Uh, Deleted says, I actually like TK's version better than the original. Their sound fits the lyrics better. I don't agree with that. Deleted. Yeah. I think why you got deleted. I mean, okay. I think I feel like this song really is a good match for the killers. But I think the Bright Eyes song is like this is going to be a, like a shaped with shaped like itself thing. But the Bright Eyes song sounds like a Bright Eyes song. The right. Killers song sounds like a cover of a song by another band. But yes, the lyrics definitely match the style of the Killers. The- but but I feel like if the Killers had done like a traditional version, like a traditional cover in the same style as the original which they did but we'll get there 
I think it would sound just as good, but it wouldn't be the killer's version. Right. You know, I, right. I love this, like, you know, synth pop nightclub. This is okay. That's the other thing I want to talk about before we get into the lyrics. This song is really fucking dark. Yes. Like, which will come through in the lyrics. Yeah. Yeah. We should open up the lyrics. Okay. So I did something weird with the lyrics this week. I, so the genius pages have both like the two songs have different annotations. And I feel like if we're going to do this correctly, we should open them both up. Okay. Now they're not entirely different, but there are times when it's very different. But so this song is either about like just death or, um, or genocide or something in between. Hmm. Yeah. Um, also, I'm stupid. What? I'm just going to look up this, this saying. So what what saying? Uh, what the four winds are. Because isn't that like a thing? Nor- north, east, south and west. Yeah, but isn't there like a lore soundy? Mob- Never mind. It's, I don't know what you're going for, Spencer. Yeah, it's probably just north, south, east, and west. But man, I thought I thought there was some sort of mythology thing. Okay, what do you want from me? I want you to read a damn book. Oh, here we go. Classical compass <laughs> winds. You mean wait? What directions are on the compass? Yeah, north, south, east, and west. Yes, directional what? winds. So you're Holy saying? Holy shit! But fire, water. Wind, earth, but, but, the four winds, according to Spencer. But doesn't it? I just want it to represent something like like one's like a tree or something. I don't know. Oh, take some LSD, man. OK, right. <clears throat> the meaning will come to you. OK, so four winds. Uh, the bright eyes page doesn't have an introduction. The normal killers page doesn't have an introduction. Uh, OK. So, so verse one, Michael, you want to read verses this week and I'll do the annotations or do you want to do it the other way around? Uh, I'll read the annotations. I, I did the verses last week. Okay. Verse one, your class, your caste, your country, sect, your name or your tribe. There's people always dying, trying to keep them alive. Michael. It is undeniable. Uh, this is from uh, genius user Oasis 89. It is undeniable that history is mostly a record of conflicts between families, tribes, classes, nations, and kingdoms. Connor Oberst begins this song by framing its apocalyptic themes with a reminder that death, destruction, and war have been constants in human history. Maybe the end of the world really is at hand this time, as Connor's repeated references throughout the song suggest. Or maybe we're just dealing with the same kinds of things people have always faced. Meanwhile, on the killer's annotation page, due to glo- uh, hold on, inter, oh, holy shit, inter lacquery massmacat. Okay, that guy. Listen, listen, guy. Your name sucks. Yeah, that username is in is like a password. For real, it's so complex. Yeah. Anyway, due to globalization, people are no longer limited to the labels given by things such as social class. Postmodernist sociologists would see that the world now has a pick and mix perspective of the world. 
where identity can be produced from things you buy or things you believe you can identify with through the Internet, whether that be a culture or a religion. In the past, there was no accessibility like there is today. In this narrative, the appropriate word would be fundamentalist, in which who believe that those traditional beliefs, traditional labels, are still important to one's identity. The world is moving too fast for these people, especially in the U.S., where these labels are indeed prominent in large amounts in a large amount of people. Patriotism and be, and being an American is something the older generation continue to acknowledge as importance, whereas the newer generation do not acknowledge this and believe in something more multicultural and flexible. Okay, so one person's wow. interpretation is basically people going to die, and the other version is it's like a generational conflict. I mean, both of them are different analysis. Yeah, looking at that's why I guess I'm, different aspects of it. It's how look at oh, two huge walls of text for just two lines. In I this know song. that's crazy, right? That's yeah, why I did I, this. I'm I'm more on the side of the first person. The second one is a little bit too heady. I think this is the first one's closer to the mark. It's harder to but. read, and I'm dumb, and I can't fucking I couldn't follow that shit. <laughs> but you knew the words, guys. So tonight I'm giving you spaghettios with meatballs. Spencer. Oh, my favorite. That's right. Okay, anyway, there's bodies decomposing in containers tonight in an abandoned building in an abandoned building where a squatter's mural made wait, a bleh, god, I can't say words tonight. A squatter's made a mural of a Mexican girl with 15 cans of spray paint in a chemical swirl. That's one annotation. God, possibly a reference to Don DeLillo's 1997 novel Underworld. In the novel, a group of squatters paints a mural of angel figurines to memorialize neighborhood children who have died. You know, and then it's a quote from the book. Yeah. At at one point, the squatters paint the image of Esmeralda, a girl who had just died on the wall. Okay. Yeah. She's standing in the ashes at the end of the world. Okay, more uh, genius lyric analysis from Oasis 89, who says the imagery here shows the world coming to a fiery, violent end. But contrast that with the girl standing calmly, one imagines, in the middle of it all. In his live shows in recent years, Connor has sung this line as she's standing in the ocean at the end of the world. While the original lyric implied that the world would end in nuclear apocalypse, the revised line points to climate change and sea level rise as the likely causes of humanity's demise. The new lyric reflects the increasing concern about those issues in the years since the song was first written. Four winds blowing through her hair. And then go to the killer's page, because there's a big annotation by uh, password Holy name. shit. Inner lacrimas macat. Anyway, but when great Satan's gone, the whore of Babylon... Okay. Uh, you don't have Satan. to read this whole thing. Just like <laughs> paraphrase. Let me give you guys. Okay. Satan is gone because the belief in the Christian faith is gone. That's how this starts. The whore of Babylon originating from the book of revelations is interpreted in different ways, but each interpretation is quite similar. Uh, it's an insult to the Catholic church. It's a personification of an opposition presenting a war against God's people in the form of debunking Christianity. 
Uh, this emphasizes the modernity of religion, which is secularization, that or globalization, which confronts an individual with different faiths. So they ultimately have the question of which is more believable. Jesus, man. Or when you go to the bright eyes version of the same lyric, it just has an annotation over the words, the whore of Babylon. And it has one sentence explaining what that asshole took six paragraphs to (laughs) fucking explain. This is why SJ crew has more genius points. Uh, the whore of Babylon is a symbol associated with the antichrist. Her, her appearance signifies evil. There it is. Wow. That was really difficult. Fucking idiot. She caves. Anyway, she, she just can't sustain the pressure where it's placed. She caves. So that's the first. And then, and then the, the chorus happens, which is an instrumental. Uh, do your best version of the chorus, Michael. Perfect. <laughs> okay, verse two. The Bible's blind, the Torah's deaf, the Quran is mute. Okay, uh, this is the shortest comment ever by uh, Mazmi Cat. Instead of a single religion acting as a monopoly of truth, It poses an idea that each religion provides a certain understanding that is stronger slash weaker than another. Not that it is true in its entirety. Man, this guy is verbose. Go to go to the fucking go to the bright eyes (laughs) version of the same one because it's it's actually a better explanation and uses more accurate symbolism and is just it has a picture. All right. We got a new rule for the rest of these lyrics unless if it's interlaced lacrimasma cat. For the rest of them, they're canceled. Deal. Because this one's even better. This reference to the holy books of the three major Abrahamic religions, Christianity, Judaism, and Islam, respectively, evokes the three wise monkeys, pictorial maxim. That is, the source of the see no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil image. There it is. Yeah. Wow. So much better. So much more concise. Exactly. And it, it gets into the blind, deaf, and mute thing. Okay, anyway, if you burn them all together, you'd get close to the truth still. They're pouring over Sanskrit. Okay. Sanskrit is the language in which the Hindu scriptures were written, and it is still used for various purposes by Buddhists. With these references to Christianity, Judaism, Islam, Hinduism, and Buddhism, this first references all five of the major world religions. Under Ivy League moons... This may be a reference to the writers Henry David Thoreau and Ralph Waldo Emerson, both of whom attended and graduated from Harvard. Both writers had an interest in Hinduism and studied it extensively. While shadows okay. lengthen in the sun. Time is passing by, by time is passing by while people are overly concerned with trying to find the meaning within life. Cast a and, school cast on a school of meditation built to soften the times and hold us at the center while the spiral unwinds. It's knocking over fences, crossing property lines for when okay, that's two separate comes. Sorry, two separate annotations there. So from the first part, these two lines make the first direct reference to the Yates poem, the second coming in the song, compare them with the following lines from Yates turning and turning in the widening gyre. The Falcon cannot hear the falconer. Things fall apart. The center cannot hold. Mere anarchy is loosed upon the world. A gyre is a spiral. Yeats Yeats believed that history went in spirals and that at the time he was writing, just after World War I, spiral of history was unwinding 
toward an even more catastrophic event. And then it's knocking over fences, crossing property lines has an annotation. Uh, This is another one about the eight spiral of history. So it's uh, Connor apparently sees a supernatural force wiping away the arbitrary borders and the property lines established and maintained by governments. Okay, this also fits with it, with his references to the genocide of Native Americans and the settlement of the American West in the final verse. See, there's yeah, there's a lot of that in this song, but we'll, right. we'll get there. And it's the sum of man. I think it's the son of man. I thought so. Yeah, in fact, Slouching in the killer's version, uh, it is the son of man. So, yeah, this is the wrong lyric, but it's the son of man slouching towards Bethlehem. There's an annotation, Michael. This is another allusion to Yates, the second coming, which describes the second co- the coming of the Antichrist. And what rough beast, its hour come round at last, slouches towards Bethlehem to be born. The sum of man is a play on the descriptor son of man, which refers to the Christian mythological figure, Jesus Christ, whose life was the first coming implied in the title of oh. Yates' poem. So it is the sum of man. Okay. That's fucking. Yeah. So according to PJ Molsky, the original liner notes say it's the sum of man. Okay. That makes it a better lyric, actually, now that you mention it. Well, how about that? Thanks, Michael. (laughs) A heart just can't contain all of that empty space. It breaks, it breaks, it breaks. Uh, do your best rendition of the chorus, Michael. Perfect. Well, I went back by rented Cadillac and company jet like a newly orphaned refugee retracing my steps all the way to Casadega to commune with the dead. They said you'd better look alive. Fucking world class pun, by the way. I got Spencer a little pun chub, so congratulations. I love a I love a good pun chub. Uh all the uh so Casadega, Florida. Oh, this is by SJ Crew, who we saw earlier. Casadega, Florida, which is also the namesake of the album, is a small spiritualistic community that Oberst visited. It is home to the Casadega Spiritualist Camp, which is a place where many psychs and mediums practice their work. You better look alive refers to how one should actually live their lives doing what they want. This goes along with this song's theme of discovering oneself. And now it's off to old Dakota where a genocide sleeps in the black Hills, the badlands, the calloused East. This is a dark line. Oh, burst is referencing the extermination of the native Americans. In the late 19th century, several clashes between Native Americans and the United States military took place in the Dakotas, including the Wounded Knee Massacre. Oof. Oberst also references the Black Hills, which are considered sacred by various tribes, as well as the Badlands. Both of these regions are located in South Dakota. And the more you know. That's a great lyric. This is a great song. Like, I love the symbolism in this shit. (laughs) It's very good. What are you cackling about? I was just laughing at how I fucking phrased that. (laughs) I love the symbolism of this shit. That sounds like a fucking ICP lyric if ever I heard it. (laughs) 
I love the symbolism of this shit, and I'll dip my nuts that's, in your macaroni. That's some fucking like fucking magnets. How do they work? Ass fucking <laughs> statement. That's a uh, reading comp. That's a uh, bad student Spence who raises his hand and says something like that because he's forced to talk by the teacher. I like the symbolism and shit. Basically, I mean, I was a terrible English student. Anyway, I, I buried my ballast. I made my peace. Heard four winds leveling the pines. Leveling. Leveling. But when great Satan's gone, the horror of Babylon, she just can't remain with all that outer space. She breaks, she breaks, she caves, she caves. I'd say that's kind of close to being a chorus, too. It's it's definitely, but- it's a, it's a repeated refrain, but the way the song kind of, like, it's used in the song, it sounds more like a bridge. It's a very unorthodox song structure. So, yeah. uh, speaking hey, of which, uh, the song ends with uh, the chorus. So, how's the chorus go, Michael? Um, your tenor saxophone gets better every time. It's it's really really good. All right, let's see if there's any well really interesting things over here on the Killers version. Uh, Okay, so not really. Yeah, no, it's the same shit. <laughs> well, how well, about you that? guys tried on the you guys tried on that killer's side, but Lacrimista, El Lacrimista, or whatever is is you need to pull pulled some of your punches, dude. You can get the same point across with less words. Exactly. So you have more. Oh, okay. So we got some name the sames here. We do. Yeah. So what's the first one? Okay. Well, I wasn't. I was, I you wanted, weren't done? No, I want, there was a, there was like one other thing I wanted to. Okay, go ahead. Go I've ahead. already forgotten. So let's, <laughs> uh, we've already committed to these this name the same section. Okay, so this is the song Four Winds by Opia. Opia. Whoa. Same song, basically. Yeah, I mean, uh, same vibe, same theme, same lyrics. Yeah. Speaking of which, what do you even classify this as music as? Um. Kind of like pop rock, electronic pop rock. El- Um, what the fuck is this? This is my new ringtone for you. I'm very confused by this. That song is kind of a mess, but you know, Opia, I appreciate the vibe. Um, I'm not trying to hate. But uh, your, your song is a, is a lot. And so there's yeah, a lot going on. There's a lot. And it's not like a lot in a good way. Now here I'm interested in this next name the same. This is intriguing. We got a. Yeah. So. So this is kind of complicated. So according to Genius.com, Fats Domino made a song called Four Winds. But when I clicked it, it's called Let the Four Winds Blow. So I'm going to. I'm going to tentatively induct this into the name the same section. 
in spite of it not being named the same. Okay. But uh, so this is Fats Dominoes. Let the four winds blow. I like the way you walk. I like the way you talk. Uh, um, also incredibly similar lyrical themes. Yeah. Try to this is basically about the massacre of the Lord of Babylon. I've done me wrong. Don't be afraid. You heard what I said. We're, no one's going to ever listen to this podcast blow. again, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> From the east to the west. I love you the best. Let the four wind blow. Let them blow, let them blow. This is a bop, though, man. like for real. I love you the best. I mean, it's all right. I love this. It kind sounds of like classic, music, man. Like classic it, jazz, man. It's all right. It's so good. This is so good. You know, it's it's it doesn't have any like themes. It's just about you know thinking you're a hottie. About bipping and bopping and fucking. Isn't that that's what all songs and like the like this. I mean, it's, you know how they always have those oldie songs in Fallout games? Yeah. And they're always super horny. Yeah. It's, you know what I mean? It's like know, they had why, to be. That's why I like this kind of. That's why I like this song, because it's it's so horny. It's so. Yeah, Spencer, it's get, you got to get big Kumi vibes. Big Kumi vibes. Uh, this fucking this is the man. By the way, um, I wanted to bring this up, but I forgot until just now. Um, what did you think of the uh, cover I threw into the pod last week? Oh my god, it's truly great! It's it's high art, really. It's um, I uh, feel like a real artist now. Yeah, we we've we've made you. I, I like that I put it over the shadow play, like the instrument of the shadow play. <laughs> Uh, if if you don't know what we're talking about, go to last week's episode. Uh, the song "Who Let You Go" is the episode, and if you look in the uh, description of the episode, I put links on YouTube to the uh, Michael reading the lyrics aloud with the instrumental version of the song "Shadow Play" in the background. Not "Shadow Play." Uh, yeah, shadow play. And then I made a nightcore version of the same song and I put them on our YouTube. So definitely go check those out. Uh, subscribe to our YouTube. Someday I'll put all the episodes on there. And if not, that's where you're going to find all the terrible covers that we make. So. Check. And the weird war crime creations of Spencer Polio. Exactly. Because I'm just. <laughs> I'm one of those people who, and I used to do this when I edited movies, not like real movies, but like when I did like film editing and like video editing, I would just get these like really bad ideas and I would make stupid videos. Like, did you ever see the one I made? This is definitely me self-promoting for a second, but I want, I want to show you one. Uh, there's a video. I watch made. one of your videos on pod, huh? Yeah, I know. Very. All simple. right. Let's see it. There's let's a, see. There's a video I did years ago. I, I I literally titled it I'm so sorry. And it's that scene from Star Wars Return of the Jedi where the dude flies the the Starfighter into the fucking Super Star Destroyer. Okay, yeah. 
And what I did was I played that scene and then um, I put uh, mini me from uh, literally like his moment in the film gold member where he like falls through a vent and he goes, and I just put that sound over the dude's voice. And that's all I did. And then he crashed into the superstar destroyer. Oh, here, I'll play it. Here we go. Oh no! Intensify Wow, and there's also a picture of Mini P as Austin Bowers. Wow, that is some high quality internet. That is exactly what you find on YouTube at four in the morning. It's it's no wonder Spencer can find these weird bionicle videos because he's always lurking here finding ideas for his next content that's that's the kind of stupid shit i i do like it's 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 a problem to be honest with you (laughs) well uh let's cleanse our palette with this bright eyes live version yes okay so so there's two live versions i found the first one is brandon performing with bright eyes i don't know if it's the whole band we'll find out but it's at least Brandon with bright eyes. It's okay. According to the video it's bright eyes with Brandon flowers Four wins live at the Ho festival in 2011. So let's check it out. Wow. I, I really like how many pixels there are on screen. I can like count them. But I don't know what Brandon's going to do in the song if this is Bright Eyes, because, you know, Martin Jehoshaphat, his fucking name is, is going to sing it. Now Brandon sings. Okay, they're doing a. They're doing like a little back back and and forthy. Yeah. We're going to get to the chorus. She cares. I love the chorus of that song. It's so it's so good, right? It's good. It's good. It's a, this is a quality song. We yeah. know. Okay. This okay. is good shit. It's good shit. Okay. So because I'm a monster. So yeah, that. So as I was saying before, yeah, Brandon has performed this song with bright eyes. So, you know, he seems capable of doing that. <laughs> yeah, the version, like the bright eyes version with his voice. Yeah. Instead of the uh I mean house uh, I mean, slick vibe. I mean honestly, that's the other thing. The 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 bright eyes guy, hold on. What's his fucking name again? Connor Oberst. Thank you. Connor Oberst kind of 
They both sound like each other, is what I'm saying. Uh, Connor O'Burst's voice is a little higher than Brandon's. Brandon has much more of a baritone yeah, thing but, going but, on. But they have like the same, like, the way they deliver their lyrics is similar. Is what yeah, I'm I can see it. I can see it. You know, like, like I never when Brandon, when the killers first started, I never thought that Brandon had a great voice. And I kind of love that about him. Because his voice was great, but it was great in a way that like made me feel like I could sing in that band. <laughs> if that makes sense. Hmm. I can see it. And so I can hear it. And so Connor Oberst has kind of the same voice sound. <sighs> Do you like the symbolism too and shit? So this is just uh, Bright Eyes <laughs> on Jay Leno. Uh, could you, before we get into this video, uh, could you do your best Jay Leno impersonation? Ah, uh, yeah. So we're going to have Connor O-Burst. <laughs> well, I'll tell you something. He's got a little ditty here. Whore of Babylon, I think is what it's called. And I hate it. <laughs> okay, let's see how <laughs> Jay Leno really sounds. He got all, everything wrong. I don't know Jay Leno that well. I didn't get the New York accent in there. Tonight, tonight he's performing. Please welcome Brad Eyes. You didn't do as bad as you think you did. Hey, all right. I'm surprised Man. he chose this song to perform on a late night show. The bass player is like a regular, such a regular looking dude. He's just, he's just, he's just happen, happy to be there. Can we just take a minute and listen to that fucking guitarist just like, like kind of meadly, meadly? Meadly, 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 meadly. This is an interesting band setup. I like how they put the, the keyboardist like sitting down on a raised platform like the drummer. And then they can constantly are trying to one up each other. Like the yeah. the after the after this, the piano player will put his seat on like some books, and then the drummer will sit on an even taller stool. Yeah, and, they, and eventually they just they're just going to be like throwing drumsticks at the drum kit, <laughs> and the keyboardist is going to be like playing the the app on his phone of the keyboard. Uh, I don't have a fucking clue where we've gone this week. This is complete drugs. Hey, some people like drugs, okay, Spencer? And yeah, you know, I know. what? There's, we still look, got covers. Nothing wrong with drugs. We're not hanging on drugs. Oh wow, there's no covers of specifically the killer song. Okay, but there are killer there are covers of this song, I assume the bright eyes version. Yes. 
So, so basically my rule with, okay, so before we do covers, you know, for once we should remember to actually fucking do the ad. So, okay, let's pause for four seconds so I can throw an ad in there. So covers. Covers. Yeah. So as Michael was saying before we did the ad. There's no no one has specifically covered the killer song, but there were covers. So I picked five of them. Uh, two are like uh, one man band covers and the other three are Gerwigs, I think. And one's a piano. Ooh, man. No. Is there any you covers? No. Any no, uh, no flute covers. covers? There was a there was a couple playing outside with uh with like a violin and a guitar, which I almost did like a couples with Coosty cover. But I uh, didn't do that one. Any Bionicles? I don't know. Let's find out. Hold on. Oh, my God. What have I done? Uh, four wins. That has to be something Bionicle related. Four wins Bionicle. Uh, well, there's a four minute retrospective of Bionicle. You want to look at that, Michael? Uh, maybe. Yes. Okay, let's take a look. Here's Toa Master 1619 Bionicle four minute retrospective. In the in the time before time. On the oh, wow. Mysterious island of Mata Nui, Toa Master 1619. This dude's all Bionicles. I know, right? All right, we're getting like a CGI animation of Bionicles okay, coming well, to life. This, before this guy talks, what does he sound like? He sounds like David Attenborough talking about Bionicles. Well, no, this is this is I I assume this was just like an ad. Otherwise, this video is probably a what's it called? I'm good at I'm good at videos. Whoa. This, one, this guy's probably using Microsoft Sam or whatever. It's like a text-to-voice thing. Oh, really? Yeah. You never seen things like this? The music too. God, that was painful, Spencer. Thank you for the Bionicles lesson, real quick, in the middle of four wins. <laughs> well, you you know you wanted to you. Literally, the only similarity that had to four wins is that it was called four minutes. Is the number four in there? Hey man, uh, I'm sorry, know, everyone. That's my prompted, fault. For... You wanted, you wanted bionicles. I, I didn't want bionicles. You, you begged me for bionicle. That's all. All I right, hit me with the first cover, Spencer. Okay, fine. So this is Michelle Heafy is the channel name, and okay. the song cover is Four Winds, Bright Eyes cover by Michelle Heafy, and this is Heafy. Um. Okay, so and this is like a a one person band cover. Michelle covers Four Winds by Fried Eyes. Oh, whoa. She's playing all the instruments. Mm -hmm. Also, she's got 31,000 subscribers. Good for her. You go, girl. There are no posters. There's no discerning information anywhere. She's just in a cream-colored room. I always love a good self-harm. Wait. 
You're into self-harm? <laughs> I know, right? Wow. How about that? This is really good, actually. Well done, Michelle Heafy. Oh, I want to hear the chorus. Doesn't quite hit as hard as like the more drummier version. More drummier. Ooh, she covered the uh, Snowbound Land from Donkey Kong Country. Can we listen to this really quick? <laughs> what? Yeah, go ahead. What? No. Did she really? Yeah. Hold on. Wow, she really did. I like how she's playing the drums in two different things when she could literally just sit at the drum kit and play both. Okay. Oh, and there's a doggo. Oh. Hi, sweet pup. What do you think the doggo's name is? Reginald. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, so next up, we've got a cover by the YouTube channel Lorenzo G. Cook. All right, Lorenzo G. Cook, what do you got? And his channel is uh, Spark Alaska, and this is his cover by Four. Uh, I know Wins. it's been a while. Um, oh, but I'm gonna make a point to make a video. Pete Gerwig right here. Uh, yeah, this is huge Gerwig. Uh, I see Beatles in um, the background. Anyway, there's a Boondock uh, Saints is, poster. Uh, Oh man, that is some that is a dorm classic. Uh, close your drawers, buddy. And clean your room a little bit. This place. I'm a little tired. I just got back from New York City. I I have no what I have no place to speak about cleaning one's room. It was fun. Yeah, you really don't. You're really disgusting. Yeah, I hope you enjoy this. Oh, he's Canadian. The last time I saw your room, it's been years, but it was it, there was a lot of trash. Yeah, I know. It's I dove in the trash and I said, "Yippee!" I know you love playing in trash. Apparently, why do you think yep. you're here? Hey, hey! He's not singing. You class your cast, oh, your here we go. The name of your There's people. Is dying trying to keep them alive. His body's decomposing in containers tonight in an abandoned building where. Yeah, skip ahead. Whoa, that guitar comes in strong. Let's do it. It's all coming through the same mic, so Lorenzo, yeah. you know, I like the effort. I feel like he, I think, I feel like he, uh, accomplished the bigness of the chorus better maybe a little bit but, yeah he got the bigness but i mean i got the bigness too but that's neither here nor there <laughs> next cover what he yeah. got we didn't what'd you think of that by the way that was a nice cover he did a pretty good job uh clean your room dude and uh canada pride so this is the channel jack toth and the video is called Relieving Stress with Strain for Jack Toth. Jack Toth. Jack 
off. Okay, cool. You know, he's he probably heard that a lot in elementary school. You think you're you think you're original, Michael? You think you think I've never heard the fucking polio joke, Michael? <laughs> huh? You fucking is that is that all you do? Just just unoriginal like elementary school fucking Anyway, this is Jack Toth and his video relieving stressful strain four wins bright eyes cover. Okay, camera test. This guy has 198 subscribers and his fucking like. Oh, I thought he was being cheeky with his name. His name is Jack Toth, T-O-T-H. That's what I Jack, fucking said. I thought you said Jack T-O-F-F. said. Jack Toth. Oh, my God. Expect catastrophic timing issues. It's been a while. I like at the beginning his, of the video, his setup is really good. Like the yeah, production value of nice this video life. is out of this world good. It's like his room is only marginally cleaner though than that other guy, Lorenzo. Fair enough. He's got I'm a skipping nice ahead. Human. Okay, fine. <laughs> Great pun. I don't know if that one's the best one for your voice, Jack Toff. That's part of what he's doing. Like he's straining his voice in order to relieve the stress. From oh, him. I if, see. If you were paying attention during the beginning, you would know that. I don't listen to people when they talk at the beginning of their videos. I always assume they're telling us about their day and shit. I'm like, okay. Well, I mean, this. I mean, make the music, music man. I mean, technically, he was uh, doing that. What do you think? Don't of be that? a don't be a. It was all right. It was pretty good. Yeah, no, he, okay. he's he's using this to he's 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 using it to unwind, you know, like tell it's, it's like why I smoke cigars or do karaoke or hentai or, you know, look at hentai <laughs> just to relieve stress, relief. That's stress. what you tell yourself anyway. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't make me more stress. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? Oh, I'm so stressed from looking at hentai all day. Uh, yeah, every day. Just I get back from them fields and just want to look at hentai. <laughs> okay, so next up, we've got the channel Dustin Gettys, and this is him playing the song on the piano. Ooh. And he's got a great hat. Oh, wow. Got an old style cowboy hat. He's wearing a blue and yellow flannel. It's this very- room is interesting. It's this is this is a practice room in like a in like a yeah high like school. a college or like yeah college, high school yeah. or college yeah it's definitely a college because he looks too old to be in high school unless he's like a teacher. I think this is good. 
This is pretty nice. I think we've heard enough of that. <laughs> Go ahead. What do you think? That was nice. It was a pretty nice cover. Uh, nothing crazy, but hey, yeah. it's pretty nice quality. I like the the piano vibes. Yeah. Okay. So what we're gonna do with this one? This one's really good. Okay. So this is the channel Ed Lofsted, uh, live bright eyes cover in the Ed Lofsted assembly, or that's the name of his band, I guess. So we're gonna listen to, like the first like thirty seconds of this one. We're gonna cut to like halfway through. How's that? Okay. Because uh. One, this one's actually worth listening to all the way through, but also I'm sick of hearing that first verse. One, two, one, two, three. Oh, wow. There is great production value in both the video and sound. Oh, yeah. It's like a professional music band. And there's only seven subscribers on this one. Uh, make that eight. I feel like that first part sounds like Santa Claus is coming to town. It does. You're not the first one to say that. Santa Claus is coming to town. All right, it's 30 seconds. Coming We're down the to about halfway. He's coming down the chimney with a laugh and a smile. He's got a big belly and a nose full of cheer. Come on. <laughs> with. Rudolph and, and Mrs. Claus is horny roof. and so are the elves. It's about to be an orgy on the North Pole again. It's kind of disgusting, but that's Christmas, I guess. So call your parents. The North Pole creams <laughs> all over you. <laughs> 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 I don't even know the face and the Braids. Oh God. Braids. This is really good. Right. But fuck that you. That cover Michael. is very. <laughs> that cover is very good. Well done, uh, channel Ed Lofstad. Uh, the Ed Lofstad Assembly. Well done, guys. That was nice. The production value was top notch. All right. And you guys uh, sound good. Homework assignment for this week, everybody. Uh, I I want I want at least one cover when I get back of someone doing like a full Christmas version of Four Winds with the same like horrific symbolism, but just make Santa <laughs> be in there somewhere. Oh like, man! Somehow Santa committed the Trail of Tears. Uh, double extra S tier points for me if you include Joel the Lump of Coal. <sighs> What is wrong with us? So Why? many things. We Jesus don't have that's a whole nother Christ. pod. <sighs> okay, okay, okay. So Michael. Yeah. What are your final thoughts on the song Four Winds by the band Bright Eyes, covered by the band The Killers? Um nothing changed in my analysis during the episode. Uh, I really like the killer version. I really like the bright eyes version. I think this is a good song all around, but in the realm of the killers, Brandon and the boys did a great job covering this one. And I like the killers vibe they brought to it. I agree, Michael. This is a great song. Covers. Great. The covers is, is, is are great. It's good live. It's just a good song. It's such a welcome change after last week. 
That's right. And maybe that's why it sounds just better to me. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of like, you know, when you see somebody on karaoke or I guess in any performance atmosphere where multiple people are performing and they just absolutely kill it. And you're like, Oh no, I have to follow that. Well, it's like the reverse. And this does happen at karaoke too, where somebody goes and they just completely butcher their song. So then you can go up and just be okay. But then people are like, wow, you're a God. Cause you didn't completely shit the bed like that person before you. Yeah. General advice. Don't sing the song, uh, Tennessee whiskey or, don't stop believing at karaoke. You don't have that good of a voice. You don't know all the words. Just don't do it. Don't do rappers delight either by Sugar Hill Gang, unless you are fully aware of how many verses there are in that song and how many times you'll have to introduce yourself as another person. Don't do uh, Baby Got Back because you don't know it. And even if you do, you're better than that. Exactly. The song's played out at this point. Hi, welcome to Soul of a Truck, a <laughs> podcast about karaoke, karaoke advice. A karaoke advice podcast. You got it here at the end. You got to really pay for this ex- this additional content. Exactly. Anyway, so if you like what you heard, feel free to stop by our Patreon. It's patreon.com slash Soul of a Truck of Killers podcast. If you want to hear me trolling all the time, feel free to follow us on Twitter. That is twitter.com slash Soul of a Truck pod at soul of a truck pod. And uh, if you stuck it through to the end of this episode, of course, thank you. Thank you to my co-host, Michael Nance, as always. And uh, Michael, say goodbye. Goodbye. I love you. (laughs) I like how you say I love you every week. (laughs) It's cute. Anyway, later. Later.